Hi, I'm Amira Khalid, and I'm the creator and host of Inspiring UAE Women, the one and only podcast focused on female leaders in the United Arab Emirates. In my show, Inspiring UAE Women, I will be interviewing and shining the spotlight on a diverse group of female leaders in the UAE, and hopefully inspire women in the region with their success stories. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you enjoy listening to my podcast. And if you do, please subscribe and leave your comments and ratings on iTunes. You can also follow the show on social media and get in touch with me on LinkedIn at Amira Khalid ACCA or by email. Details will be in the episode description. My guest today is Katia Tomasetti. Katia Tomasetti, leader of Bonelli Arade's energy and ecological transition-focused team, is a known expert in energy and project finance. She is both an Italian lawyer and a solicitor of the senior courts of England and Wales. Katia joined Bonelli Arade as a partner in 2011, where she is also a member of their diversity and inclusion board. She is also in charge of the development of the Middle East practice and the Dubai office. Today, Katia is also the president of the Central Bank of San Marino, making her one of only 14 women in the world with this role. Thank you so much for being on my show, Katya. It is an absolute pleasure to have you. Katya, my first question is, why law? Can you tell us the backstory about what interested you in this field? Thank you. First of all, it is an honor to be invited in your show. Uh, when I selected uh, my career, I didn't really know what to do. And uh, my first choice were different. I wanted to, to do math. But my parents were not so keen to having me uh, in that career. They thought it was a, a career without perspectives, especially for a woman. So um, law was not actually my first choice. It was my second choice. And the reason uh, which brought me to law uh, was um, where two. One was the fact that um, personally, I think I have... Uh, a strong sense of justice and the second uh, reason was uh, flexibility because at that time I enrolled in university in uh, 1983 for women um, there was a total uncertainty of career so I wanted to have something that had um, a, a high degree of flexibility of choices so I started my faculty of law uh, not really thinking what I would become, but with an idea of flexibility. Katia, you specialize in project financing. Why did you pick it? Um, it was totally by chance. I won a scholarship to go to England to uh, convert my uh, law degree in Italy into a law degree in uh, England and Wales. Part of this package was to have an internship in a magic circle firm. And uh, I selected to do my internship in uh, EC Law, uh, which was the most international area I could imagine uh, for my, <laughs> my future profession. But uh, as often happens, uh, it happens that the same choice was made by another person who was uh, uh, the son of an important client of the firm. So the firm has, uh, in principle, enrolled me in the ECO department, 
So I was convinced by the head of the human resources of the firm, and this lady was very clever. Uh, she had only one alternative to offer to me, which was in the project finance department. First of all, I didn't even know what project finance was, but what I told the human resources lady is that uh, actually I detested anything related to banking. Uh, I remember myself screaming, I don't even know how to write a check. How can you put me in the banking department? And, uh, and she was very funny. She uses any argument. And after one hour, she told me, look, there are 150 good looking guys in that department and you will be the only woman. <laughs> I understood that she was desperate. <laughs> and so I said, okay, uh, I saw you are in difficulties, but let's do this. I will try one week. And after one week, if I don't like it, you put me where I should be in the Instagram department. So after one week, I came back to her and I told her, first of all, there are not 150 good looking guys, but I like it. <laughs> I do like it. So I will uh, complete my internship. And that was the um, was love at first sight. Since then, I, I never stopped doing project finance. Uh, I found my right place totally by chance. Katya, the economy is currently in post-COVID pandemic recovery mode. Do you believe the downturn created any unique business opportunities? Yes, I do. Is an event still ongoing, unfortunately, that is going to change dramatically our way of living. In similar circumstances, the story tells us that combined to a downturn of the economy, there is also a dramatic change and acceleration and uh, certainly uh, certain sector will be heavily affected or will even disappear but certain other sectors will appear and um, be boosted by the new habits uh, so certainly uh, in my opinion uh, that we will be facing a change in the economy which I do expect to be positive. In my personal sector, which is project financing, uh, applying to infrastructure and renewables, uh, I certainly see a lot of perspectives. In Europe, there are a lot of investments due to the PNR program, which is similar to an after-war investment program. But I think that in general, worldwide, people as, um, as understood, as learned from this experience that infrastructures are very important. I mean, you need the fiber to be able to communicate, uh, but you also need electricity and, but most of all, uh, you need a world that is more conscious on health, and future. And I think this new trend is unstoppable. This conversation around building up our infrastructure sustainably provides the perfect segue into my next question. So ESG is a trending topic globally these days. Katya, what are your thoughts about ESG and what expectations do you have of legal providers? Again, it's a tricky question uh, because I personally uh, believe that uh, lawyers can make the difference. Perhaps uh, in the future, we will see uh, not only ethical banks, but also ethical law firms. 
and perhaps uh, law firms will engage more on assisting ethical clients than providing support to business or activity which are not in line with ESG. I'm dreaming perhaps, but I do hope that also law firms will be tested on ESG, not only for their procedures, but also for the fights they are engaged in and for the, the clients they want to assist. Katia, are there any projects or upcoming work that you're particularly excited about in 2022? Yes, there are many. One of those is the first project in Italy, a project financing of a plant producing green hydrogen. This makes me proud because I do believe a lot on hydrogen. I think hydrogen is the future and um, especially green hydrogen. So uh, a plant where the process for, of production is totally alimented by green electricity, in, in this case produced by a wind farm. For me, this is uh, really important because when I started my profession, my first project was in the electricity sector and was a cogeneration plant. So a plant where the electricity was generated by gas turbine. At that time, for us, that was the cleanest as possible energy we could have. And now, you know, after 25 years, working on something where there is a, a wind farm, hydrogen, no emission at all, is something that really makes me excited and very proud. The other project I care a lot is the project on hydro. Uh, basically, I'm working to replace certain pipelines, old pipelines in Italy, uh, to reduce uh, the loss of water during the transportation. Again, uh, water is, is something that is becoming more and more precious, and I'm very proud of being involved in a project to protect water and quality of water. It was something that, uh, as I underlined, it was not like this before when I started my profession. Now, as a, as a lawyer, we can choose uh, and uh, there are many opportunities to work uh, on projects that have a, an eye added value. So I always enjoy asking my guests their tips on progressing within their sector. With the legal industry being predominantly male, Katya, can you share your top tip on rising up the legal ladder? When I started, uh, I didn't dream of a career, really, because uh, to give you an example, I joined the biggest firm in Italy, but at that time in Italy, there was no partner uh, woman in a firm. And I decided to, uh, to invest my, my efforts in the banking department that was totally, uh, predominantly male, not only in England where there were just 150 men, male in my department, and I was the only woman, but also in Italy, in Italy it was even worse. The usual things that I'm, I'm telling to my colleagues is uh, to select what they like and to invest their energy, because then things uh, are moving uh, naturally. I think if you work with passion uh, in what you are doing, uh, the results uh, will come sooner or later. Of course, uh, now there are more instruments, there are more women uh, involved uh, uh, or better roles. And uh, I do hope that uh, women of my age or even uh, elder uh, can work together and help the others. 
because there is still uh, a lot to do to actually uh, allow women uh, to do the same career as male in the, in the same profession. Katia, how have you seen attitudes towards women in law change over your years of practice? Has there been an evolution in how women progress and are promoted? Definitely, yes. I noticed a different approach in, uh, in colleagues, in clients, in counterparties, because at the beginning it was, was very, very difficult. Um, to give you an example, when I, I went to meetings and uh, I was a lawyer and I went there with two male trainees, uh, normally a client or a counterparty will ask me to bring a coffee uh, because it took for them at least half an hour to understand it was a lawyer. But now something like this would never ever happen. No? So definitely, even in small things, you notice a change. Unfortunately, I think there is still a lot to do because uh, often uh, uh, the management of companies as well as the management of law firms are formed of people coming of a certain age, first of all. So uh, they have to, to fill their, their own cultural gap. They are fighting. I see that they are fighting, but still there is a lot to do. I think we are not still ready for equality. Even if we are struggling, I do hope that this process, uh, uh, which is definitely there, will accelerate and allow the next generation to be totally equal. Katia, what else do you think needs to change to ensure more equality between men and women in the legal industry? I would like to add that, for example, in, uh, in our law firm, we have just introduced the pink quotas for the board and for uh, one of the most important committee. In Italy, the pink quotas, the so-called pink quotas, uh, prove to be um, a useful accelerator to, uh, to put the women uh, in, into boards, into certain roles like chairman of a listed company or even managing directors of listed company. Uh, this uh, legislation dates of 2011 and in 10 years, frankly, there has been a revolution. That legislation was definitely useful. I think that uh, even for the legal profession, it could be useful. And um, I think what our firm did, which is unique in Italy, should be followed by the others. And I do hope to see many managing partners, uh, women in Italy. Actually, we don't have one, I think just one, perhaps. So I do hope in the next uh, two, three years to see more managing partners, women, and this will accelerate very much the equality. Katia, are you where you expected to be at this stage in your career or life? Well, uh, if you ask me to, to answer this, this question as a woman, I will tell you that no, I didn't expect it at all. As I said, uh, there was no partner woman at my time. So it is a dream being a partner, being in charge of a department or um, the career I made. If I were a man, I would tell you no. I think there is still a, a lot to achieve. And uh, for my age uh, and uh, my results, uh, I should be somewhere else. <laughs> so, as you see, there is still uh, something I would like to achieve uh, and I will fight for that. 
Katya, my last question is, what advice would you give to young female lawyers starting out in the field? Certainly to select the area uh, she likes the most, the firm she likes the most, uh, without any worry, not to be stopped by, for example, the worry of not uh, finding a husband and just to follow uh, her passion. That is important uh, because what I notice uh, uh, in my profession uh, with respect to the young uh, colleagues uh, is that um, uh, when they approach the firm and they are very young and they are um, trainees, uh, they are so full of excitement and energy and then some of them unfortunately are lost because they are worried of not being able to combine a family uh, opportunities with uh, with the work or they are somehow stopped by uh, by a boyfriend the husband or whatever my suggestion is just uh, to not to listen to people who are not caring about what you want. Thank you so much, Katya. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. It has been a pleasure for me to be to be invited. Really an honor. And uh, thanks for what you are doing, because I wish in Italy we had something similar to to your uh, emission. Because uh, I'm. I think if we had it, our fight will be easier. Thank you, Katia. It is my honor and it is encouragement like this that keeps the show and myself going. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Inspiring UA Women podcast. Gender diversity always has a positive impact on a company's success. This has been proven time and again through extensive research within all industries. Law firms are no exception. Acritas, which is a part of Thomson Reuters and a leading provider of market research in the global legal industry, conducted extensive research in 2020, which covered the Asia-Pacific, Europe, and North America region. They discovered that gender-diverse teams in law firms achieved 10% higher client spends. The research also discovered that within law firms, recruiting entry-level women lawyers is not a problem. At the average law firm, about 56% of junior associates are women. However, by the equity partner level, this percentage declines drastically to 24%, which is a 57% decrease. According to the research, two key barriers to women's advancement into law firm leadership exist. The first barrier significantly in the Asia-Pacific region is that advancement to law firm leadership is regarded as incompatible with women's tendency to shoulder a larger share of domestic responsibility. The second barrier significantly in Europe and North America is gender bias, which was generally believed to be unconscious. Two other lesser recognized barriers have also been cited in a separate research by the International Bar Association in 2019. The first is a culture of bullying that exists in varying degrees at most law firms. Research carried out by the International Bar Association found that half of female lawyers globally had been bullied and one-third had been sexually harassed in the workplace during their legal careers. Both these figures are significantly higher 
than that experienced by male lawyers. More distressingly, very few female lawyers are reporting this behavior because of the embarrassment, the potential repercussions for their career, and the unfortunately and often well-founded perceptions that firms do not respond effectively to complaints. The second problem area is around client behavior. The International Bar Association survey indicated that one in five of the sexual harassment incidents were by clients. This is something women lawyers have to be very conscious of when building relationships with male clients, an issue that men have to contend with less often. In addition, the research by Akritas has also shown that male clients are more likely to appoint a male lead partner for their work. And with men being so overrepresented among the most senior in-house roles, this bias again puts female lawyers at a disadvantage. All of these factors come together to drive women out of the legal profession or into in-house legal roles. However, it is also worth noting that the majority of law firms recognize that a lack of gender diversity is a problem and are actively taking steps to rectify it. With that, I will see you all in the next episode.